Hi, this is Andy Katz, host of March Madness 365, presented by Grammarly. This week on the podcast, listen as we break down the latest AP poll and give you insights on my updated Power 36. Listen to March Madness 365 with Andy Katz, presented by Grammarly, wherever you get your podcasts. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that gives your team an instant first draft in a few clicks, not a few hours. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. Grammarly works seamlessly across 500,000 apps and websites. Get personalized on-brand writing help everywhere your team works. Learn what better writing can do for your company at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said. Done. You said with all the feces, what are you referring to? What There was actually loose feces underneath the... Could she see that? Yes, human waste. You could smell it as well. This is the plaintiff, Teresa Kings. She says she hired the defendant, who's her mom's first cousin, to do some work in the trailer she was moving into. And he did a terrible job. It took him a very long time to get the work done. He caused sewage problems, and now she has a whole heap of problems due to his ineptness. She gave him her hard-earned cash. Now she wants it back because this guy got in way over his head. She's suing for $3,280. The amount she's owed. This is the defendant, Charlie Collier. He says there was a smell of feces in the trailer when he arrived because there were sewage problems before he even started the job. After he did three weeks' worth of work, she tells him he's fired, and that's just plain unfair. He feels he's being scammed by the plaintiff and isn't returning her money because he worked hard for her. He's accused of crummy contracting. All parties, please hear your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. All right, Ms. Kings, talk to me. What is happening here? What happened between you and this is your mother's first cousin? Yes, ma'am, it is. Um, I um, I was residing in Florida. My mom, trailer, no one was living there. Um, I know that it needed some work. Um, prior this is a trailer to- that was empty in Alabama? Yes, I had a cousin who was living here, but he since had moved out so that way me and my kids could settle here. I came and settled here prior, so I knew there were problems and things like that to the home. Um, however, there was no sewage problems, um, as the, the defendant you know, advised. So I wanted some uh, work done as far as the den, the dining room, uh, my living room, and also my room closet, as well as the vanities and the bathroom and my kids' bathroom and the toilet, as well as my room floor. I contracted my mom's cousin um, That's I the defendant. Yes. Um, I went to his home in Atlanta. Um, we had a little powwow. We were talking, and he said, hey, cuz, uh, before we begin, I want to protect you, and I want to protect myself. Uh, let's get this contract written up. So he said, hey, give me a list of everything that you want done. 
So um, we sat and he wrote everything down. Um, I said, well, let's go to the bank. So he was the one to receive the money out of the teller. Uh, and then he gave it to me when I said, hey, this is the 2800 because he would not start any work unless he was paid up front. So I gave him the money. Um, that's, by the way, that's he, always a bad idea. Always a bad idea. Yeah, you never I, pay you know I, I, everything up front. It's nuts. I mean, you know, I, the me. most you should ever pay is half, but it really should be a third, a third, and a third, because that's the incentive to continue working. But go ahead. Yes, ma'am. Um, I paid up front. He came the next day with this, uh, we call him smoker. So he came with this guy. Um, they came in. They began removing carpet and, and things like that upon his um, direction. And then he went and he had them to remove the cabinets and the toilets and things like that from the bathroom. Me and Charlie went to Lowe's to get some piping because he felt like the work under the house needed to be done, which was outside of our contract. We went to Lowe's to get the Right, uh, but why, but you went to Lowe's with him to get the pipes to solve the problem underneath the house. And what was the problem underneath the house, Mr. Collier? No. What did you discover, okay. which was not part of the contract? What did you discover underneath the house? That the sewage line was broken and feces was all up under the house. There was water leaks up under the house. I could not do what was on the contract until that part was done which I told Mrs. King what was going on. But Mrs. King told me, she said, uh, there's nothing wrong with the uh, sewage line, but that wasn't true. I called her mom. Well, did you show her? And talk did you show yes. her? Why are you calling I her did. mom? She's a grown woman with kids. Why are you calling her mom? Because in initiative, Your Honor, she had um, apparently accused me of breaking the pipes to make extra money. And I know oh. that I didn't do that. You understand what I'm okay. saying? With all that feces, yeah. and my helper saw it too. That's how I brought it to her attention. Okay. You said that with all the feces, what are you referring to? What There was actually loose feces underneath the... Could she see that? Yes, human waste. You could smell it as well. Okay. And so you guys were shoveling the feces, literally, to get it out no, of there what, and you fix... No, what we did, the my helpers, I paid them an extra $50. Your Honor, I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't about to go up under there, okay? I paid okay. them an extra $50 to shovel dirt upon the feces, and we put okay. cardboard down there to go and fix it. But I okay. called her and what mom did you do about the actual pipes? I fixed them. Um, okay. And, and came so back according to, to you, you pipes. fix it. And you're, you're starting to feel like maybe they broke it in order to fix it. I don't know that you have any evidence of that. But let me ask you a question. You authorized your mom to send him $400 for that repair, correct? He called my mom because of... Okay, first of all, the piping was nothing... Um, nothing was wrong with the piping, for say, as far as um, the feces goes. When they removed that toilet... Well, when his worker removed that toilet... Um, something had to disconnect. So when he came out, he said, uh, cuz, come out here, let me talk to you. And I said, well, um, you know, we're, we're going to get whatever need to be fixed up under the house. We're going to need to get it fixed. But he wasn't contracted to fix anything under the home. 
Um, what difference? Wait a minute. Eh. Listen, it may not be part of the contract, yes. but when you're doing construction work, sometimes you discover something else that's infinitely even worse. And the only question is, do you agree to get it fixed or don't you agree to get it fixed? No, I didn't. That's not all. Agree. It doesn't matter that it's. I, I... Right, and he's saying that you verbally did agree to it. So how is it that they spent all that time fixing it if you didn't verbally agree to it? Aren't you the I one who told to your mother to send a, him $400? Because he contacted her. He contacted her, so his contract or his verbal... Yeah, I'm reading your text. Yeah. Your text so says I... to him, says, you sat on the phone, and this is a text you gave me. You sat on the phone with my yes. mother, told her you needed another $400. Uh, blah, 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 you told me I owed you this, blah, blah, blah. And I had her send it to her because I wasn't paying for it because yep. he contacted her. And, you know, I, my concern was not what was under the house, but ultimately what was in the house because my kids started virtual learning. Right, but your concern needs to all... I understand. School was starting, they were going to be virtually learning, you wanted to have everything done, I get that. But yes. your concern was also what's under the house because you you did authorize the repair because it would be infinitely worse. The place would be pretty, and then all of the sewage would be seeping up. Your Honor, if there was no sewage. Um, when he went into my children's bathroom... All right, I'm Mr. Collier, tell me what happens before she tells you we need to part ways. What is it that happens that you guys get done? The gentleman that was stand in the um, trailer, Your Honor, is here with me as a witness to testify to everything she just told you, which was a lie, that it was no Let me hear problem. from him. Let me All hear right. from him. Hold on, Your Honor. Okay, can you raise your right hand, please? You solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. I do. Your Honor. Okay, uh, what is your name? Lee Jane. Okay. Lee and James you are Collier. also her cousin. Okay, Mr. Correct. Collier, you're also her, her cousin. All right, tell me what happened with the sewage issue. Okay, now the sewage issue's been a problem for the last three years, which she know that. When I was living okay. in the house, I'd taken the sewage pipe loose because I couldn't afford to get the septic tank drained out. So we let the waste run out on the ground, and she knew this. Why would you do that? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't that people was constantly living in the house. Yeah, but do you understand well, how she, toxic it, and illegal that is? That's like, you don't do that. You yes, don't, I do. Uh, yes, I do. But once oh, I got goodness. the septic tank cleaned out, the, the man that cleaned the septic tank, I said we had roots in the lines because when the trailer was there about 40 years ago, when they first put the septic tank there, trees grew up and, and right. roots got all in the lines and I could not dig it out to right. stop it up. Okay. And that's okay. been about two months ago. And, and yeah. switch with whatever other witness wishes to testify. Okay. This is funny. How many witnesses you got there? Everybody. And this is the gentleman. This is the gentleman who actually was originally the man who broke my window in my living room and, and, and BC had... Okay. And my what, can you raise your right hand, sir? Raise your right hand. Yes, and uh, Douglas, can you swear him in? Yes, ma'am. You solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. Yes, sir. Ma'am. Okay. What are you a witness to? Um, the feces and all the work that she said what, that wasn't done. I'm the one who found the feces problem up under the trailer in the, sp in the first spot. We took all the vanities and, 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 and the cabinets out. And in order to take the, uh, the, uh, the, the toilets out, we had to take the, cut the water off. 
And I was trying to find out where the water, where the water line was. And I pulled a little 10 piece loose up under the trailer. I just seen white paper and feces just everywhere on the bottom of the, to the right side of the trailer. All right, and she was complaining about a window that you put in incorrectly or that you broke. What is she talking about? Okay, when me and uh, my cousin Charlie Frank came from Lowe's, we pulled up and his son was standing outside shaking his head. So I looked and I say, Charlie, look at the window. He's the one who he's the one who broke the window. As far as feces go, when they took the toilet at the hall bathroom, he wanted to use my bathroom and my room to to take a number two. And that's how I feel the feces got up under the trailer because he wanted to Whoa. go outside in the bathroom. He I said, Well, let wait. I said, You have to use the restroom. He said, Yes. Me and my daughter went to make sure that my bathroom was presentable so that way he could go in there. By the time I got out, we came back out and the son, Devin, advises that the man had went outside to use the restroom. First and of I all, young. He is stank. Like, okay. like First, how could you come all right, and all right. the restroom here's, outside? Here's what I want. Can you please bring uh, Mr. Collier, the defendant, back? Just bring Mr. Collier, the actual defendant. Yes, Mr. Collier, can you tell me, before you ended up getting fired, will you tell me everything that you guys actually got done in the trailer? We removed both vanity, the commode, the sink out of the master bedroom, reinstalled the vanity, the uh, sink, the uh, faucet. I had to repipe the pipes, the drain pipes. I put down the plywood in the master bedroom, the floor all over the floor in the master bedroom, the plywood that she bought. I took out the carpet in the uh, master bedroom and in the den where we supposed to have been uh, painting and hanging the sheetrock. On the contract, okay. Your Honor. How did she, when she, I, I want you to listen to the questions I'm asking you. When she fires you, how does she fire you? Through a text? Yes. Hi, this is Andy Katz, host of March Madness 365, presented by Grammarly. This week on the podcast, listen as we break down the latest AP poll and give you insights on my updated Power 36. Listen to March Madness 365 with Andy Katz, presented by Grammarly, wherever you get your podcasts. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that gives your team an instant first draft in a few clicks, not a few hours. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. Grammarly works seamlessly across 500,000 apps and websites. Get personalized, on-brand writing help everywhere your team works. Learn what better writing can do for your company at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said, done. She fired me through a text. The text message said, um, no love lost and no um, hate. She said, I won't be needing your service or to that effect. And she asked me for $1,500 back and I keep $1,300. And Your Honor, I Well, let's go backwards. It. Let's go back a second. Good morning, cuz. On August 10th, every time I try to verbalize with you over the phone, you either raise your voice or tell me in a really stern voice that you'll speak with me in person. This is you talking, right, Ms. Kings? Yes, ma'am, it is. Instead of communicating with me, you'll communicate freely with my mother, but I paid you, not her. And then whose email is this? No love lost, because it's a big, yeah, this is yours. Can you yeah, refund that's, that's me 1500 and keep 1300 I will need the rest of the material out of a trailer. A licensed bonded contractor came to look at the work I need done and can start tomorrow and finish everything by Saturday. Did you end up going that way, Ms. Yes, Kings? I did, and he did a wonderful 
job, and 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 I was thankful for that because of when Mr. Okay, Paul and was, how much did uh, that fellow charge you? He charged you nine hundred and fifty dollars, correct? Dollars, yes, yes, he did nine hundred and fifty. And then what happens when once you get all this correspondence? What do you do, Mr. Collier? According to you, you prey on it and you come to a decision. What was your decision? So I decide that's okay. Then she asked for fifteen hundred dollars back. To be fair, I would give her $500 back. That was my decision. That's what I came to, you know, I prayed about it. Well, you prayed about it and she had your tools, right? She, she, she yeah, had your she, tools. She had my tools. So now you called her aunt and negotiated with her to be able to get the tools and paid $500 and that's how you got the tools? How did you end up getting the tools? That's the way I got it, Your Honor. I told my auntie Lorraine, I said, look, if you don't mind, go over there and get my tools. And once you get my tools, give her this envelope. You know, I had tools right, in now, my trailer. All right, now, Ms. Kings, you were expecting to get a job done for $2,800. you are mad at your cousin because he didn't get it done. He returns $500. So you got $500 in your pocket, do right? You, okay, do you... And that, no, 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 no. Stop okay. interrupting me. Listen to me. You've got $500 in your pocket. And then it cost you... $950 more dollars to get the job done beautifully and perfectly. Everything is finished right. for an additional $950. Yeah. So now you take the $500 in your pocket that he gave you and you pay it to the guy, and that leaves you paying the guy only $450 additional dollars. So why no. aren't you in court today suing for the $450 instead? What you're doing because is you want him to pay, you want, I'm not done with my question. You want him to pay what you paid the other guy. Then you want him to pay um, what you paid him so that all your work is free. First of all, with the, with the work that was done, if, if you look at the, the, the envelope that he wrote the, the math on, you can clearly say that your mom owes me some more money. I took it out of the money that you owe me that I was going to give back to you. The math, the I'm not going to count that because I'm not. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I know what you're saying. If she gave him four hundred dollars. Except for here's the problem. 13? Right. But here's the problem. I do find that you authorize the work underneath. And I don't I think that not. you wanted your he children to, to live. In a, I don't care how many times you say that. He would. No, he that's fine. Talk to me. I have no. And so here no, we're, no done. we're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. OK, we're done. OK. Here's what I find. I find that it cost you an additional $950 to get the work done perfectly. I find that he gave you in your pocket $500. So if you look at it, he said not find that, that from that. I don't find that the fact it, that that's you, what crackheads do. I find that if all it cost you was $950 to finish everything after you fired him and he gave you back $500, what you are out is $450. This doesn't even take into account that other $100, okay? So that you owe him. So that is what I am ordering him to do. $450 verdict for the plaintiff. Ms. Kings, you were suing for $3,280. You're getting $450. What are you thinking? That's fine, because that's what crackheads do. He a passive guy, but all he did was ride around and, and get high while he was down here. He never did the work himself. So it is what it is. My house is still going to be uh, being fixed, and his witness is still going to have one tooth missing. So it doesn't matter. 
Let me ask you, is it okay where you're living now? And was the sewage problem cleaned up clearly? Is it everything okay in that area? There was no sewage problem. That man lied through the gap in his missing tubes. All right. Well, listen, I hope you're sad. I know you're not satisfied, but I hope everything's going to be okay with you. Mr. Collier? It's it's fine. It's fine. Mr. Collier, are you sorry you got involved with her or not? Yes, I am. Everybody tried to tell me how she was, but I would not believe them. All right. Well, you got to give her back $450, so that's what the judge has ordered, and uh, that'll do it for this case. At the end of the day, this is a, a sort of a quantum Merowick case, or at least a case which means as much as deserved that you would sort out, or at least a case, if it's on the contract, that it wasn't that hard for you to arrive at a fair measure of damages. There's, you know, there's often cases that it's hard to figure out the damages, and there are many different ways to figure out the damages, some more advantageous to one side than right. the other. Right. Um, but I kind of felt that in this case we had, like, the perfect way. By right. taking a look at how much she had to pay above and beyond to, to complete exactly. some of the work, right? Yeah, I mean, she's the one who called it quits. And she also said, look, um, the, if there was a problem with the sanitary lines under the house and all this feces under there, he volunteered to do that. Yeah, you know, I've been looking my whole life for people to volunteer <laughs> to do that kind of work. And I've never found one, not yet anyway. So I, I kind of, I'm, I'm buying his story that he had to pay the guys 50 bucks just to go under there and shovel dirt on it, put cardboard on top so he could work on fixing right, the pipes. Right, right, right. Good Lord. Right. <laughs> Okay, Sue is asking this. Uh, Hey, Harvey, I heard that if you sue someone on Social Security, you can't garnish it. So if you win, you'll never be able to collect. Is that true? Well, uh, it is generally true with exceptions. Um, The government allows uh, people to garnish Social Security if the recipient hasn't paid their taxes or is behind on child support. But generally, uh, Social Security by federal law, uh, those payments are protected from garnishment. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom right now. This is the plaintiff, Jose Merced. He says he hired the defendant to do some work on his 1970 Pontiac Le Mans. He paid him for the work. Then the guy tries to hit him up for more money because he said he didn't anticipate how much time the work would take. He told the defendant to call the job off and now can't get back the $1,770 deposit he paid him. That's why he's suing. This is the defendant, Daniel Jones. He says he was willing, ready, and able to do the work he was hired to do on the plaintiff's old car, but the guy never brought him the parts he needed. He was nice enough to store the plaintiff's car for eight months in his shop, and now the guy is suing him for a refund? He's accused of doing nothing. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says he hired the defendant to do some work on his 1970 Pontiac, and the guy has been hitting him up for more money to finish the job. But the defendant says the plaintiff has been using his garage as a storage facility for the past eight months, and he wants him out. It's the case of you're a real Pontiac pain. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Merced, you hired uh, Mr. Jones's company, I guess it's Winter Park Paint, to refurbish your 1970 Pontiac Le Mans, correct? Yes, that's correct, Joanna. He originally tells you that it's going to cost how much, Mr. Merced? Well, he started with 
$1,500. After that, I went back to the shop. He was like, no, it's going to cost you $3,000. You know, by that time, I didn't even care, Joanna, because I want, I've been putting a lot of money to my car. So I said, go ahead and do it. So before okay. I went vacation, I came back and give it $1,000 more. So I give you seven fifty before, and after that, before I go to vacation, I went and I give it $1,000 more. And I went on vacation. When I came okay. back, this gentleman, he didn't even tell me anything about he was moving to a new shop. So he took my car without permission, my pen, my floor pen that he had it from day one, the same day that he took the car to the shop, he took the floor pen. So he's, he's lying. What's a floor he, pen? He said he was What's waiting. a floor pen? The floor pen is the whole piece of the car and the bottom where you put the feet left okay, and right. Okay, so you had bought a new floor pan? Is that what you're yeah. saying? That you had bought the part? Yeah. Okay, so he yeah. moved your car and he moved the part and where did he move it to? To the new location in Longwood without telling me anything. So how did you find it? Through the next door that he owed some money to, to the next door guy because he did a terrible job okay. on his car too, you know? All right, so, so, that's so you them. find him, and what do you say to him when you find him? Hey, you moved, and you didn't tell me, and you took my car, and... Exactly, exactly. Where's my car? And what so does he, he say like, to you? Oh, the car is here. So you end up telling him what? When you, when you find him after he moved, were you so mad that you said, don't touch my car, or were you still willing to have him do the car? Joanna, to that point, I was like, I was giving some break to the guy because I want my job done. You know, but I get to right. the point that I said, that's it, no more. I'm taking the car out of here because this guy, what he's doing is getting me around, around, around. And he have the car almost eight, almost for two years. Well, and he didn't even touch the car. Wait, how long did he have the car? Like a year and a half. Almost two years. Mr. Jones, let me ask you a question. What was going on here? What was the condition of this car? Why did you take it on? What did you do, if anything, to refurbish it? We do a lot of these projects. And a lot of times with a project of that size, when you get into it, the rust is a lot more extensive than you initially see. When the original quote was given, it was just the front section of the floor pan, not the entire floor. Once the car came in, which I helped him take the engine out and brought it in, it's the entire floor pan and the rockers. He supplied the floor pan but never did bring the rockers. This is the car, correct? Yeah. So what work did you do? Nothing. You don't know how to Mr. Merced, I'm not, Mr. Merced, I am not speaking to you. Mr. Jones, what work did you do on the car? He never produced the rockers. We were unable so to get a hold of him. So the answer to my question is, after you gave him a quote, you gave him a quote, then you told him it would be more than that, and he said, fine. Did you ever work on it when it was in your possession? Yes or no? It, ne it needed the rockers, and he never supplied the so rockers. So the answer is no. couldn't get a hold of him. Right. No. You're saying it's not your fault, but no, you did no work on it, correct? Correct. All right. But here's the thing. I don't understand how a year and a half passes. Like, if someone is supposed to do something and they don't do it, I'm on them like white on rice until they do it, because that car is taking up room in my shop. So if exactly. there was something he was supposed... Exactly. So if there was something he was supposed to do, where is the evidence of you calling him and emailing him and telling him, you still owe me the rockers, you need to bring the rockers, I can't do any work until you give me the rockers, blah, blah, blah. Like, where's all that if it was all on him that you haven't started the work? Well, except he left 
He went to Puerto Rico. We could not get a hold of him. The car sat here. I stored the car indoors <laughs> for him for over a year. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Why couldn't you get a hold of him? Did he change his number? Because you know you can call the same phone number and it'll ring yeah. in Puerto Rico, right? It'll ring oh, anywhere in the world. All right. So did you try that. to call him? Yes. Do you have any yes. phone logs to show that? Let me see your phone logs that show that. The only thing I have is text messages where he was being nasty. And right, that's after everything the car, hits the fan. He told me and he said that he sold the car because he couldn't afford to do the project and the new owner was coming and getting it. And they sent a tow truck up. I gave him the car and all the parts. And after that is when he came saying he wanted his money. Joanna, can I show you the receipt of the parts of the other shop did it? And, and the things that he said that he missing, he's, a li he's lying because no parts missing. I have everything in there to do the job. He got, he's a bunch, you know, and, and I don't know why he gave you that excuse that he was trying to call on me because his wife is Puerto Rican. So, you know, you know better than that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so here's a series of texts that happened this year in April. Hi, Danny, the check you gave me is good because I already deposit. And I spoke to your wife and she said, okay, go ahead. I want to know if any money on it because I need my money. What are you trying to say there? I called, he, well, he gave me the check. He don't want to give me no check, but I said, no, I want a check so that way I can have a proof that I, I give you money. So he was like, okay, I don't like to give you no checks to nobody, but I'm going to give you a check. And, and I asked specifically, Wait, I said, a check's when not you proof want me that you gave him money. Stop. A check is not proof that you gave him money. A check is proof that he's going to refund your money. So you wanted the okay. check and then you were going to hold on to it until he told yeah. you go ahead and deposit it. All right. Correct. So uh, did his wife tell you to go ahead and deposit it? Yeah. And he put okay. a, sp a stop now, payment. Mr. Jones, did you stop payment on the check? Yes, we did. Okay. Why did you stop payment on the check? Why? Well, first of all, when he said that he contacted my wife about whether the check was good or not, that's not true. He came into the facility and spoke to my office manager and told her that I said to give him a check. I was actually at a doctor's appointment. When I came back, she told me she gave him a check and I told her to put stop payment on it for more than one reason. But why would it your wasn't office manager wait, stop. Why would your office manager write a refund check to a person without authority to the tune of $1,750? Because he threatened and intimidated her. She's right here. She's my witness. She can testify. Yeah, to I'm fact. dying I... to hear from her. Bring, yeah, I want to hear from her. Yes. Put her on. Yes, and then yeah. the other thing with my wife. No, no, and then nothing. He... Put her on. I want to hear from her. Mr. Merced, stop talking. Are... I'd like to hear from the office manager. Damn liar. Oh, my God. Okay, Douglas, can you please swear her in? Absolutely. Ma'am, can you raise your right hand? You solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. I do. Your Honor. Okay, what's your name, ma'am? Melinda Medina. Okay, Ms. Medina, talk to me and tell me what happened that day that would cause you, without according to your boss, without any authority, to write a an almost $2,000 check to a client who comes in. Tell me how that happened. <laughs> Welcome back to the People's Court. So did the defendant poop out on the Pontiac repairs? Let's go back into the courtroom and find out. I was there by myself. And he came in and said that, oh, I spoke to Dan. 
And he said to, oh, give me my money back and whatever else, because I'm moving to New York and I need the money. So, um, like I said, I was there by myself. I'm a little girl and I don't like to, you know, uh, make trouble. I, like I said, I was there by myself. I don't know him. I've never really spoken to him before. So if this was a Why new person to no? me in a lot of ways. Are you too little of uh, a girl to say no? Because then you shouldn't be the office manager. Are you too little of a girl to just say, I'm sorry, but my boss didn't say anything that you're gonna have to come back when my boss is here. Why couldn't you just do that? Because like I said, I was by myself. And as I said, I don't. Oh, you know what? You can't have that months. job. If you can't just say, well, then go to the back room and call the police if he's threatening you. Uh, I mean, there is how is it a room. believable story? Well, then just call the police if he's threatening you. Just you leave and leave him there if he's threatening you. I mean, this is silly. A guy comes in and says, I need a $1,700 check. Your boss said I could come pick it up. And instead of you calling your boss or telling him to come back when your boss is there, you write it to him because you're a little girl. You're setting back the cause of women like a thousand years. Give the microphone Not back really. to your boss, please. Let's go, let's go, let's go. <clears throat> nonsense, complete Dan? nonsense. Put your hand down, Mr. Merced. I, I don't, don't need to hear from you. Stop talking. Okay? Yeah, I understand just fine. They're a liar. Both of us, it was there when they gave me the check. Okay, Mr. Jones, who signed the check? Who signed the check? She needs to she stop did. talking. So she has signing authority on your checking account? Yes. If she has signing authority, then she is what is called in the law your agent, okay? So okay. what she does binds you. So you need to do one of two okay. things. Fire the little girl who's too little to say no to a guy, or man up and stand behind what your office manager did, who's your agent. But you don't get to do both. You don't get to write a check and then turn around and stop payment on it. Particularly in the case where I've asked you, what is it? That, what work did you do? And the answer is nothing in all that time. Now, let me ask you a question. The yes. check is written by a different company. It's written by Performance Auto Body of Longwood. What is that? Correct. That is our, that is another shop in Longwood. The car was taken from Winter Park when we closed that facility and brought up here because I was going to help Mr. Merced and do the right thing. Mr. Merced went to my house on a Saturday when he knew I was at the shop, went to the house, accosted my wife and my 85-year-old father-in-law who has cancer and threatened them in the front yard. My wife said How did he accost gets them? nauseous. I don't know exactly what was said because my Spanish is not good. What did he, he say he when he wanted went to the his, house? He wanted his money, that he was going to get his money one way or another. And... I don't know the whole conversation. I was not there. Okay. I can just go by How what she said to me. How did you even find out where Mr. Jones lived? And why did you go to his house, Mr. Merced, instead of just suing him and getting the law involved? The next door neighbor, the, the one that he owes some money to, is the one that gave me all the details about his house, where he lived, and everything. He's a damn liar. He, you know, well, that's what you know he what's is. ironic. He you know what's money. ironic, Mr. Merced? You know what's ironic, Mr. Merced and Mr. Jones? The irony is this. Um, he employed Winter Park Paint to do a job. And you dissolved that company? Yes. Or is that company still? Yeah. And then a different company took over. Or you, you started a new company. Did you always have both companies? No. When, and to correct where he started, Winter Park, the lease was up on that location. And we decided 
not to keep that location and move But why did you change corporate here. names? It had to have something to do with bills. Why did you change the corporate no, name? No, it had nothing to it had nothing to do with bills. It had to do with the fact <laughs> that the other facility is in Longwood, Florida in a different city in okay. a different county. I didn't want okay. to be in Longwood, Florida as Winter Park. It, okay. you know, it's So, what did you call the second company? That's the Auto performance Body Auto Body of that's Longwood. Who he, that's who he and, filed this lawsuit against. Right. And here's the thing. Yes. This is what's actually priceless, is that if your little girl in charge of the office hadn't written the check, he would be losing this lawsuit because it's the wrong business, it's not who he did business with, and he can't collect against performance auto body. Correct. But once your little girl in charge of your office writes him a check, he can sue performance on this instrument, which you have stopped payment on, and now you are going to have to pay him the $1,750 plus his $20 that he got charged for, the for trying to, his bank fee. The irony of all of this is that if you had just, and actually I really want Mr. Merced to understand this, if she hadn't written that check or he hadn't written that check, you wouldn't be able to do a thing but pick up your car because it's a different corporation. And you gave the money to the first corporation. So you would have zero. Even if, even if that sounds super unfair, that's how it would be because incorporating means something. And the second corporation doesn't have to honor the first corporation. But because he wrote you that check, you actually get to win. My verdict is for the plaintiff in the amount of $1,750 plus the $20 plus, of course, your court costs. Verdict for the plaintiff. Thank you, Joanna. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So thanks to a check that he wrote, the plaintiff wins the case. The defendant may be surprised at this. Let's see what he's thinking. Mr. Jones, how do you feel about this? Well, I don't feel it's right after all the lying and everything he did, but we always try to do the right thing. I tried to work with him, but he didn't want to. Well, that'll do it then. You have to pay him the uh, the seventeen hundred seventy dollars. His deposit. You got to give it back to him. That's what the judge has decided, and it's a it's a judgment against you. All right, Mr. Merced, you're happy. Yes. Thank you to you all, you guys, and people's court. There you go, Longwood. Well, obviously he's a very happy plaintiff here. Happy that he filed the lawsuit, and it came to the people's court. Good for him. Let's see what the judges have to say, because there's a very interesting twist in this case. I'm sure it'll be very interesting. Here now, another edition of After the Verdict. Parties in this case fighting over the restoration of, um, of this vehicle, a 1970 Pontiac Le Mans. And I wasn't going to bring this up, and I, I don't want to be indelicate, but you never forget your first time. And <laughs> the first car I crashed was a 1970 no Pontiac kidding. Le Mans. No yes, kidding. Was that when you hit the My brother's deer? car, sorry about that, Jimmy, ran into the back <laughs> of a car on an icy road somewhere. Not too bad. But interestingly, the plaintiff at the end here, uh, he, it almost sounded like he was giving an acceptance speech. He was. Uh, yeah, I would like to the, thank the people. I want to thank the little people. <laughs> court and all the little people. He really needs to relax, though. Okay, uh, so Tam wants to know this. Uh, hey, Harvey, uh, what can one do if a contractor screws up work in your home, but you can't afford an attorney and legal aid won't help? Uh, and the damages exceed the value of the home, which is crazy. So, I mean, that's shocking right there. So small claims is out of the question if the damages are that severe. Fact is, 
Um, a lot of contractors are licensed, and frankly, you should only hire a licensed contractor, and they have a bond. And you can go after them. You can go after the bond and get your money by going to the state contractor's licensing board if they are bonded, which means if they are licensed. So if they are, that's what you should do. If they're not, you're going to have to go to court. And you're right. If you go to a court of general jurisdiction, you do have to hire a lawyer. And maybe he'll take the case and give you it on a contingency in case you win. We'll see you next time. Hi, this is Andy Katz, host of March Madness 365, presented by Grammarly. This week on the podcast, listen as we break down the latest AP poll and give you insights on my updated Power 36. Listen to March Madness 365 with Andy Katz, presented by Grammarly, wherever you get your podcasts. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that gives your team an instant first draft in a few clicks, not a few hours. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. Grammarly works seamlessly across 500,000 apps and websites. Get personalized on-brand writing help everywhere your team works. Learn what better writing can do for your company at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said. Done.